Welcome to the P-Money Show, where your host, Paulina Salazar, talks real estate. So we'll just jump right into it. If you guys just want to do a quick little introduction, um, today the topic is, is the market crashing? It's obviously been a crazy last, what, year and a half because of COVID. So I just kind of want to touch on the adjustments that have been made. Um, and then also just kind of what the rumors are. I think that's that's also always interesting to talk about. So if you want to just start off, Sean, introducing yourself. Yep, I'm Sean Torres with Cross Country Mortgage. Been, uh, we're a national lender and I've been in the business started over 20 years ago. Hi everyone, I'm Tanya Gonzalez with New Venture Escrow. We are an independent escrow company that services all of California. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Martino, also with New Venture Escrow. I am part of Tanya's team. All right. And then Lucy? Okay, hi, <laughs> Lucy. Um, I didn't know I was going to be on. So um, I am actually a loan officer assistant for Cardinal Financial. So uh, yeah, happy out. Thank you, guys. Okay, so the topic is, like I had mentioned, about the market. So um, in my opinion, it's obviously somewhat stabilizing. There's obviously a lot less frenzy with the buyers, but there's still very, very low inventory. So the only thing I really have to say about my point of view is like, I am seeing less offers on the listings, but it's still like a crazy amount of offers in comparison to a normal market air quotes, normal because San Diego for the last, like whatever, 10 years has been booming. So I just kind of maybe want to go around and just get your guys's take on it and what you've been seeing in your particular career like as far as adjustments go all right i'll start i i from a lending standpoint is it's really easy on the topic of is the market crashing and i think we've had snippets of this conversation in our past calls but uh there were so many people people keep referencing 2008 and saying well we're they're waiting for the crash again there were so many flaws in the lending world that that happened that, that that led up to 2008 for years and 50 years of, of just bad practices so from uh, from a lending standpoint it's way more uh, regulated and it's you know it, it's more in check and the checks and balances are gonna uh, are, are not gonna allow that to happen again um, I think that that that's strictly from the lending standpoint as it all that happened because of, of, of the bad practices but uh, uh, so let's let's for the sake of this conversation, say, okay, from the lending standpoint, that that's not going to replicate. Um, and then it'll be more your experience, Paulina, and everybody on the call to say, okay, from a inventory standpoint and these other, the, all the other factors, what we're seeing out there, I, I think from what we hear and the experts saying that if anything, it's going to taper off, it's not going to crash. And maybe if it, if it tapers or maybe it corrects itself a very, very small percentage, but that, that's, that's my perspective. I agree with that. And um, I'll go off of what Sean said. And I, I think that as far as what we're seeing here and like, I know real estate agents get a little scared when it starts slowing off a little bit, but like, 
Paulina said, like, we, we are in a normal market. And if it slows down a tad bit, that is still a little bit crazier than most markets. Or it's still, I mean, we're still seeing a lot of activity. Uh, we're still seeing a lot of purchase contracts being opened. It's, I think ultimately the agents are saying, yeah, maybe it's not 20 offers anymore. Maybe you're seeing six or seven, but they're a little bit more, um, it's a little more solid offers, more realistic um, than the 100K over asking price. So what we're seeing is, yeah, things are still selling over asking. It's just not as crazy in that sense. And what I see happening is maybe definitely not a crash, just like Sean said. Um, I don't, I don't see that happening because it, you know, compares comparing 2008 and, and, you know, the battle loans back then, it's a completely different playing field. Um, but I do see, you know, the price is not increasing as fast and as crazy as they have been the last six to eight months. Yeah. And I actually want to add uh, somebody who has come into the, in, you know, the real estate profession recent years, you know, one thing I've learned is real estate is cyclical. And so even if we see a little bit of a slowdown right now, it's to be expected. And if somebody is freaking out because the houses are not going as high or maybe on the market a little longer, you know, when I started a few years ago and over the last three years, they were on the market 30 days and that was healthy. That was a great thing. And so kind of keeping that in mind and understanding how cyclical it is and how, what it means. And um, I don't know if Paulina or anybody else here, Sean, can you break down other terms that I hear thrown around as we talk about market crashes? Like, are we in a housing bubble and what does it mean? And, and um, just kind of understanding like what Sean was saying, what was happening in back in 2008 had to do a lot with, um, you know, lending malpractice, but kind of what we're doing, what we're seeing now has to do a lot more with supply and demand. And it's actually pretty simple and, and it doesn't mean, you know, people just kind of misinterpret it. Um, so I don't know if, if Sean, if you could kind of describe what does it mean to be in a housing bubble and kind of how, did that, how does that relate to where we are right now? It's a good question. Yeah, so easiest way to think of it is if these houses, you know, maybe you guys will have the statistics on uh, Paulino or somebody, that, how, how much, what's the... Uh, <laughs> How much has your home appreciated? At what percentage? Uh, typically, you'll look and say anywhere from two to four percent. I think is a is a, is a pretty standard uh, metric to go off of, and and the numbers have been astronomically higher than that uh, and, and since since COVID and, and this whole inventory thing for the last year and a half, two years. So. And let's just say it's 50%, 25%, 30%, whatever it is, it's astronomically higher than statistic, uh, historical records. So that is a bubble. That is something that it can't, you cannot sustain. I mean, the values of homes can't go from uh, buying a $400,000 home a year ago and now it's worth six hundred. That is not sustainable. And, and that's what you'll hear is referenced as a bubble. It's a. It's gonna burst, and is it gonna burst as in uh, crash, or is it just gonna stop? And again, you're being redundant by saying we we think it's just gonna stop eventually. It has to. Right, and I and then kind of follow up with that. Um, I guess key things that I take away from what you started saying about how we're qualifying buyers is that in this case, people who might be buying, maybe even perhaps overpaying because of the competition for a home, 
we're actually making sure that they can afford it, right? So kind of what does that have to say about if there is a correction or this bubble is starting to kind of flatten out in a way, um, is it going to be just as bad? My thoughts is that it won't, given that we have more strict, you know, stricter ways of qualifying these buyers. And so they're, yeah, they might be paying high prices for their homes, but they're actually able to, we're making sure that they're actually able to afford it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And even back then, um, you're looking at adjustable rates. Like um, that's kind of the mortgages we were seeing. So it was not only were they overpaying for for properties back then and they weren't even qualified for them, um, their rates were adjusting and that, that was what was killing them. Yeah. And right now too, I mean, it has happened to me where appraisals come in short also. So it's like the appraisers are doing their job as well. And back in 2008, you could just pay an appraiser to say whatever the value is, you know? So that's why there's so many restrictions now. And Sean can vouch for me is like, you can't even talk to them. Remember one day I showed up to my listing to give him comps and he got so mad that I was asking, because I asked him, I was like, what do you think you're going to like value the home at? Cause I was concerned and he's like, I can't believe he just asked me that it was a total care and appraiser, but still like he is doing his job, but it is way more strict when it comes to actually putting a number on the house right now for an appraiser. Yeah. So good point on the appraisal side, Paulina is you know, we, we use a uh, select few appraisers and um, a handful of them have come back and said FHA has put them on, on uh, not, not probation. I can't remember the term that he used, but what they're doing is they, because of the chaos and because they're wanting to safeguard from what happened 13 years ago, uh, they're, they're looking and they're really scrutinizing a lot of appraisals, uh, especially FHA, now, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're not really in, in, as much into that, but FHA, um, they're, 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 they're safeguarding every one of their loans by insurance. So they're looking and saying, okay, um, we've got all these inflated values. Are the appraisals, are, the, are these appraisers coming in and playing their part in this inflation? Or are they trying to safeguard the buyer? Which again, that's most, <laughs> that's what the appraisal is there to do, protect the lender and the buyer. And if they're just bringing in a number just for the sake of a deal closing, there again, we're leaning back towards what happened 13 years ago. So uh, just so you know, uh, FHA appraisals are going to be a lot stricter uh, than your Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac stuff and sellers and, li- and good listing agents know that. So that's one of the many reasons they're, they're not entertaining as many FHA offers. So I think everybody's going to be a little, a lot happier when, uh, when this market does start to stabilize. So, so, these FHA buyers have just as much of an opportunity as the next person. I have a question for you guys. Do you think it's, I mean, I just think it's crazy how much the values went up. Like pre COVID my house was worth like 550 and it's literally like seven in the like low sevens right now, which is insane. So can you guys maybe just touch on that and, and get your opinion on like how, how you think that is normal? Because I feel like that's what throws everyone off is like, it's just, it jumped up so much. Like people were offering a hundred K over, you know, but I, my thing is just like, it happened to everything. Like everywhere there's shortages of supply, not just real estate. Like the price of lumber shot up. Like, I wonder if that's ever going to regulate. And I've talked to a lot of contractors because I'm in the process right now of building and they're like, 
no, this is the new normal. So we can also say that about real estate, like, no, this is, it's not going to, this is kind of the new normal. Like these are going to be the set prices. Yeah. They're not going to jump up another hundred thousand dollars, but it's kind of going to stabilize, but it's going to stay here. So if you guys have anything to, to say about that. When I think about this, I think about whether it's just a matter of looking at how inventory is going to look like over the next year. Um, because essentially this is, it's a supply and demand issue, right? Where it's low inventory and we have, you know, a million hungry buyers trying to take it of, um, the low interest rates. And so the competition gets crazy and it's driving these prices up. And so, um, whether it's COVID that's, you know, or maybe potential sellers who don't want to put their homes on the market because they're like, well, if I'm selling high, that means I probably have to buy high. And, um, you know, kind of figuring out that game plan, which is, I think are some of the factors that are keeping people, keeping this inventory low. Um, it's just, I think it's just going to be a matter of seeing how inventory moves over the next, you know, the rest of the year and into next year. And that will allow, you know, we're going to continue to have these comps, these homes that are going to go on the market are going to be, their prices are going to be based on what has been sold recently. So the prices will still be high, but, um, they won't continue to rise as quickly. And that's, those are my thoughts. I don't know what everybody thinks. I, I think, I think you're spot on. And the reason being is there's, there's only so many, so many buyers out there, able, willing and able buyers that the able part being the operative word there is because I mean, if you're going to be paying $20,000 over an appraised value, $50,000 over an appraised value, that, in and of itself isn't sustainable either. So, um, you know, I think what happened was when, when you get cash buyers coming in there and basically setting your market. So what, what likely happened in and around your house and your example, Paulina is, is you had a, a cash buyer that came in and, and the house was worth 500 and he offered 575. Well, that pretty much sets, that sets a comp and that sets the value of the neighborhood of the, uh, the value of the neighborhood, um, for those like homes. So, uh, having just having an un, unlimited supply of people that are that can do that is going to slowly dissipate, in, in my opinion. Because uh, how, how, I mean, if you got an investor, how good of a deal is that if you're paying so much above what the current value is? So I, I think again, it was all a mad rush, and as Andreas, as he said, is you know I think it's going to eventually start stabilizing. Yeah, and then to add to that too, it's like inflation <laughs> like in general that we printed so much money like that's gonna hit so soon so I always say like your the dollar today is worth more than it will be tomorrow so you if you invested in something like real estate piece of land whatever it is like it's worth more for you to do that than to just let it sit in your bank account because one day you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like shit I should have bought that home. I thought it was 600,000 was a lot then, but now it's like, you know, the, you can compare it to like a $400,000 home. So I've, I've had a lot of clients come to me say like, I should have bought a year and a half or two years ago, you know, cause they see like how much crazy the market just keeps going up. And yeah, it is cyclical, but at the same time, if you look at it, like on a graph, it always ends up surpassing what the top was the, the previous cycle. 
I agree. And I feel like with us being in San Diego, I feel like we're, it's a little bit different for us than it is in other markets that have been, you know, increasing us, maybe not as fast, but have been also increasing the, the demand for homes here is going to continue to increase because of where we are. Like it, it, it's a little bit different than somewhere like, I don't know, Alabama that, you know, they have been increasing as well, which maybe just not as rapidly, but that eventually will stop or where I'm from in El Centro, the prices are going up crazy, but that that's going to stop. And it, those prices might fall down because there's, you know, there's no jobs. There's so much more that comes into play. Um, depending on the area that you're in. And I think us being in San Diego, the military and the Navy coming in, I think that really, really comes into play. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I mean, even just here in California, like we have um, the eviction ban, you know, like we, like even owners can't evict people still, they keep extending it. I think San Diego is until like October 1st now, when before it was like months before. So they keep extending it, but I'm just saying like, once that is lifted and then everything processes for all those landlords that wanted to sell, but they couldn't because they had tenants and the tenants couldn't even find somewhere else to go because there's literally no inventory in the rental market either. Like, I feel like once that gets all figured out also, hopefully we see the supply, but of course that is like, every state's gonna be different in that department as well. I agree with that. And I agree with what Tanya had said about like the different markets, um, because California and New York and I mean, some of the states are always going to appreciate a lot more, no matter what the market is compared to like, like Tanya said, or like Ohio or different areas they will appreciate just not as great as we do. I mean, it's kind of interesting that we have this topic because we had, um, an email come out for our operation yesterday and we're owned by the world's largest title companies. So they own four different companies actually in San Diego and across all operations, you know, everyone's kind of, it's kind of at a lull where we're having great months, but it's not as crazy as it was 90 days ago. Um, but we're still revenue still up over last year, even but they expect it to be, they don't expect a crash. They expect it just to be level in a healthier market. Um, but I think a lot of people have like PTSD from 2008, with, which I understand. I mean, anyone would. But I think anytime we see any sort of shift or anything uncertain that people start to freak out. But with, what we also see is generally in September, we start to see things slow down because fourth quarter, it does generally slow down seasonal and we are seeing that for sure. We're seeing much more of a normal market than we did see earlier this year. Like first quarter, fourth quarter and first quarter tend to be a little bit slower. And first quarter this year was like, it seemed like it was summer months. It was absolutely insane. So I actually think it will level a little bit, but like everyone has said, you know, this is probably the cheapest home prices will be. It's always gonna be the cheapest. They're still gonna rise. They're not gonna rise as drastically. But you look at even three years ago, four years ago, what the median home price was compared to today. And even if it drops a little bit, it's still not going to drop back down to the median home price of 500000 And we also see a lot of buyers coming in from the Bay Area. We have a lot of biotech companies moving into San Diego. So we're seeing a lot more cash. And a lot of people are saying we might be the next, you know, L.A., San Francisco when it comes to our home values. Absolutely, I agree. 
Yeah, I just actually, <clears throat> I just tried to put an offer in on a house in like Sereno Valley. And I was talking to the listing agent and I was like, I cannot believe it was going for a million. And it was just like your regular three bedroom, two bath home. He's like, yeah, it's just um, Google, uh, Apple. I think Amazon just moved into the buildings right behind. So it's like all those workers are moving over here. And I have heard that in downtown San Diego also, they're like working on having them being present there as well. So all these tech companies are coming here and I do see that happening. And I've always said like San Diego is so underpriced for what it brings in comparison to San Francisco, New York. Like I much rather live here. And it sucks because like obviously people are realizing that and they're coming here and that's why the values are also going up. But I always say like, you get what you pay for. You know, I much rather pay X amount and, and live in like a comfortable weather and have the beach 30 minutes from me, the snow an hour away, the desert an hour away. Like we're literally central to everything. I think also with, um, with the changes in employment that people can work remote, um, I think that's gonna change where people are deciding to live and you know, they have more freedom as far as, you know, being able to move places. But I totally agree. I think LA is going to be, there's so many people moving out. And I feel like people that can be from the Bay bringing down here, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. It's going to help our home values go up. But at the same time, people that are trying to just to afford homes here, it's going to be a change. So I, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're all in this together, guys. And I've always said too, it just, it really does matter. Like individuals in our industry, it's about who can adapt and who can adapt in a positive mindset and then also how quickly. So I think you guys are also great. And thank you guys for also adapting to this new uh, session that we have here, or at least this new platform. I love it. <clears throat> All right, well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Do you guys have any last things to say? No. Thanks, Paulina. Thank you, guys. Yes, yes. Thank topic. you, sorry. Thank you, guys. Of course. So much good information. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the P Money Show. For more information, follow at Paulina Sells San Diego.